but doing project only work scared me. And I prayed about it a lot. And I was like, you know, okay, God, like, what am I supposed to be doing in my business? I keep getting rejected for retainer work. And so when I started getting rejections, I was like, what's wrong with me? I didn't understand it. And then one day I felt like God kind of pulling me and being like, Courtney, you need to just do what I say, just try it. So I put out a Facebook post saying I was going to offer like systems work for people. Let me just see what happens. Worst case, nobody buys it. Well, I had like six people sign up in the first month. And so since then, I'm like, okay, God, I, I see how I should trust you and I should follow what you tell me to do in business because it's not only in the personal stuff that he talks to us, you know, especially when we pray about these things. Do you want God's plan for your life? Do you want to discover your calling? Do you want to build a business that's aligned with God's will? Hey girl, hey, I'm Jeanette, business and faith coach. After a decade in the military, the Air Force said, see you later, and I had to find my true calling. Wanna know how God directed my life from a cybersecurity engineer to a faith and business mentor? In this podcast, I'll teach you how to start a business, how to know your business is God's calling, monetization techniques, how to trust the Holy Spirit, and how to set boundaries to listen to his word alone. Ready to become unapologetically unstoppable? Hey girl, hey, welcome to this episode of Unapologetically Unstoppable. I'm here with Courtney Boomer. Courtney Boomer is a mom, business owner, and system strategist. She is legit, and I love her so much. She has four kids, four under four, and is a certified director of operations, a lover of all things orange. And when she isn't hanging out with her family or leading a small group at church, she loves to work out, read, and go shopping. Welcome, Courtney. Hey, it's so good to be here. I'm so glad to have you because um, we met through the director of operations. We're both certified DOOs and lovers of all things Jesus. And so I was just really excited to have you on the podcast and talk a little bit more about the tech side of things. But yes. before we get into that, what is your, what would you say your testimony is to coming to Jesus and what does that look like for you? And yeah, how do you incorporate God into your business? Yes, I love this question because like uh, six years ago, I would have been like, oh, I grew up in church and I've just always, you know, been a believer and this and that. But then um, when my husband and I traveled full time, I went through like a really big struggle with Jesus. I was like, are you even real? Like, you know, where have you been the last few years? I had a lot of like issues and struggles and like some family stuff and different things. And I was just like, I don't know if I believe like I, I really struggled. And then it was, it was a big internal battle with myself and with God for a while. And my husband and I moved to South Carolina in 2018. And, you know, we weren't in a church consistently because we traveled before that. And so when you're traveling, it's kind of hard to just like find a church to go to every week. So we would watch online sometimes from our old church and stuff, but we knew we wanted to get into a church. I was like, okay, God, like I'm still struggling, but like, I feel like I, I should be in church. And we found a church. Well, we went to my aunt's church first and it didn't feel home. And so I did some research for churches in the area and I found one that I was like, this one looks really good. You know, it looks great. Let's go try it out. And the craziest 
like God 100% was there and just he knew the whole path that was going to unfold over the next few years that day because we they had two buildings one was like where they have like their Sunday school and kids church and all that and then they had like the sanctuary well I didn't know which building to go into and I was like I feel like we should go to this building which like was not the sanctuary and we were immediately greeted by two of our are now like family, basically. I wouldn't even call them friends. I would call them family. And, you know, they were super welcoming and they gave us a tour and sat with us that day. And I was like, okay. And they invited us to their small group. They were piloting their, uh, what they call life groups now at the time. And like, you guys should come. And we're like, okay, like, we'll try it out. And the first day we're there, they're like, we could totally see you guys like leading a group one day. And and my husband and I were like, look, we just moved here a few months ago. We just came to your church. I don't know. And then they were talking about how um, at the time he was the youth pastor at this church, Austin, he was going to be planting a church. And eventually we didn't have like a time frame or anything. He was telling us about that. And his sister, Blakely, is the one we met when we walked in and her husband. And she was like, oh, we could see you guys coming to this church plant. And I was like, okay, now you're really crazy. Like, like I just, just met you. Yeah. And so we were just like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're like, I don't know, maybe, you know, well, fast forward four years, we moved an hour away from where we were to help plant a church that we are now life group leaders in and heavily involved and absolutely love and adore it. And I, I say that like she was a huge proponent of me like coming back to Jesus, the friendships we made because all of our friends were really strong in their faith. And that was really good for me because we were all like starting to have kids like her daughter's two weeks older than my my oldest daughter. So they're like best friends and they do stuff together so we can talk through parenting things, but from like a biblical standpoint together. And we actually my husband and I actually got baptized a few months ago now at our current church, our church plant awesome. that we helped do because we, we were going to get baptized a few years ago and then COVID happened and we had to postpone it. But I almost feel like there was nothing better than the fact that we were able to be baptized in this church that we helped plant, that we were told we were going to be a part of, that we were like, y'all are crazy. Like that's <laughs> not going to happen. But my faith has grown so much in the last six years now that we've been in the south and making these connections and like God 100% ordained the whole thing to happen as he always does but always. it's just really cool to see that unfold and and see how much stronger it made my faith how transformed would your life be if you had 40 more prayers to pray go ahead and go to jeanettepeterson.com slash prayers and get my 40 prayers to transform your life and business today That's amazing because I, I think that when we encounter somebody that's like on fire for Jesus and we're like, what is wrong with that person? We're just, at first we're just like very cautious of like, okay, you guys are on fire for Jesus, but that looks crazy. And then you get it. And then you're like, oh no, I see God has got a plan and it's, I'm included in this. Let's go. I'm yep. for it. <laughs> exactly. So how does that relate to your business? How are you on fire in your business for Jesus? Yeah, that is a great question. So originally, I had no idea. Okay. I was like, okay, I don't know what to do, all these things. And I've been in the online space for 
oh gosh, eight years now, I think. And so a long time. You sound I started, old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but I started as a VA and just slowly, you know, did the things like worked my way up. I got certified as DOO in 2020. And I've always done retainer work. That's just like my favorite thing. I do what I do, but I do it for one or two people in retainer capacity. And this last few years, I felt pulled to do something else. And I didn't know what it was. And at first it was kind of like course route because I've only, or at the time I had only worked with like course creators. That was the only people I would do work for. And then I moved into helping some coaches and course creators. And then now I do like coaches and home service professionals. And I noticed the repetitiveness of systems. Obviously, that's what I'm good at. That's what I've, all, I mean, since I was a kid, I've just always done that kind of thing. And I didn't really understand how it all related. And I was like, continuing to try to make retainer work, work <laughs> in my business. And for a year, I've said, what if I just did like systems implementation for people? But doing project only work scared me. And I prayed about it a lot. And I was like, you know, okay, God, like, what am I supposed to be doing in my business? I keep getting rejected for retainer work, which this is going to sound really like, I don't know about a word, cocky, I guess. Um, I, I'd never been turned down. Like when I got an interview for a client or position, I got it. Like, and so when I started getting rejections, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I've never been, no. And it was weird. And so I didn't understand it. And then one day I felt like God kind of pulling me and being like, Courtney, you need to just do what I say, like, just try it. So I put out a Facebook post saying I was going to offer like systems work for people, super low price, um, just like to get started. You know, I was like, here, I'm offering it for this month. Like, let me just see what happens. Worst case, nobody buys it. Well, I had like six people sign up in the first month. And I was like, okay. why didn't I do that sooner? And so since then, I'm like, okay, God, I, I see how I should trust you and I should follow what you tell me to do in business because it's not only in the personal stuff that he talks to us, you know, especially when we pray about these things, we listen. I realized if I listened to him in my business too, the abundance will follow. Exactly. And I'm seeing it for sure, like do that. And that was only in August. And so that's amazing. So like three months time, I've seen so much multiply from that and so many opportunities open up and just meeting new people. And I do still have some retainer work. Like I do, I have two clients that I do on retainer that are small retainers, but the rest of it is all like system stuff. And I was like, wow, why didn't I listen sooner? (laughs) What are your favorite systems to like, are you like platform agnostic or? How does that work for you? Because I know my, I love like any systems. I mean, I have my favorites, right? But just like puzzles, like I've got my favorite brands, but I will do any puzzle. Right. So I'm very much a believer in, I want to make a system that works for the business owner, not make the business owner fit a system. Amen. Because they're not going to use it if it's what I like. Right. And so I tend to like, pull out of them what their biggest problems are, the things that they don't like to do and what they don't want to have to do. So like if I know that they don't want to log into like some complex software to try to run things, then I'm not going to suggest some big CRM or anything. Like for example, one of my clients, she's not the best with tech. I'm like, how did you build the business you built? Because like (laughs) I'm in 
shock at your systems, but she's just good at selling and she made it work. Um, but we used to use like ClickUp as a PM tool and she just like, I can't do this. Like, I just don't remember. And she was emailing me and slacking me all the tasks and then I'm moving them over. And I was like, we got to figure something else out. So we created a Slack channel for our tasks and only tasks go in the Slack channel. Then we can respond with questions or updates in each thread. And I have a different like emoji I use for done working on or needs help. And it's beautiful. But that's it works for her because she's like, I'm in Slack all day. I don't want to be in ClickUp. And you're like, I'm not here to like move your things and click up. Let me just make a Slack thing that works for you. I love that. Yep. I'm obsessed with Slack. I was on Discord for a little while because I, I'm just kind of like a rebel in the fact of like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. So I'm going to use Discord because the gamers use that. And then I was like, there's actually not that many integrations with other systems because only gamers use it. Yes, so, I love, love Slack. Slack, yeah. So I would, so question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you build out sales systems or like marketing systems or it doesn't matter what the system is and you help them do it? And what's the biggest takeaway after they get a system created from you? Yes, so I build all systems um, any way I can make their process easier. So I've done everything. A lot of what I've been focusing on recently is like the onboarding experience and offboarding experience for all different types of businesses. The customer journey has been a huge issue I've seen in a lot of people's businesses and how to make that smooth. And then also the CRMs, people not properly setting up or using a CRM. So their information is everywhere. Um, And then I've, I've done a lot of marketing funnel automations I've basically done like all of them if you could probably think of it I've probably done it um but the biggest takeaway I get from people is like I didn't realize it could be that easy or I didn't realize that this thing that I do every day or every week that like gets on my nerves could be automated because I didn't understand how and I think that's the cool part is like I don't have to come up with the ideas I ask them what do you want this to look like like what what is your ideal end goal Like if you could take away all the annoying nuances and routine things that you do, what would it do? And I just make it happen. Now I can't make it perfect every time, but we get pretty close and people are like, oh, wow. And I'm like, you did the hard part. You told me what it needed to do. Like for me, like I didn't have to go through your business and say, you should do X, Y, and Z. I mean, of course I give suggestions, but 90% of the time the business owner already knows. They just don't know how to make it happen. And I know how to make the tech talk. That's something that I feel like most people don't understand is how to make the tech talk. Like somebody was telling me that they didn't know how to make a um, a lead funnel or a lead magnet funnel in like their email thing. I was like, most email providers have some kind of like really simple website mm-hmm. that can do that. Like you just have to know how to make it do that. You don't need 15 things to make a lead magnet funnel. You just need like one thing. If that's, if you don't know tech, you know what I'm saying? You don't need all this yeah. extra stuff. A lot of people don't know that. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to pin that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you, we talked about this before, but why did you start your business? So long story short, um, 
my husband and I traveled full time because we hated corporate, because we hated being told what to do. And it was one of those things where we realized, like, we both had corporate jobs right after college because we're like, that makes sense. Even though we studied entrepreneurship, let's just go get a job. You know, that that's what you do, right? Very quickly, we both realized we didn't like being told what to do. And we didn't like all our time being used on something that wasn't productive. That's one thing. Well, my husband's very opposite for me. We're both very heavy in like, uh, we want efficiency when we right. do things. We can do it quicker. Why not? But that doesn't mean you get to pay me less just because I'm better at it or I can do it quicker. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I just realized after being in I was in corporate for like six months. And I was like, this is so awful. I can't stand being told what to do, being told when to show up. I mean, your typical like entrepreneurial thing. Yeah. But also a lot of it is like we wanted that flexibility to do what we want when we want and yeah. still make however much money we wanted to make or that we needed to make. And we also didn't like the concept of like our livelihood being in someone else's hands. Yeah. Again, a huge control issue. <laughs> <laughs> It all stems down to like the control, I feel like, yeah. but that just was huge for us. And I mean, I started my business in 2016 and I've been doing it since. That's not to say I didn't apply for jobs at different points and want to like throw it all out the window and, you know, try all the ideas. But at the end of the day, I do love what I do and the freedoms I have because of it. I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get those thoughts of being like, I could just work for somebody and like, this would be so much easier. I wouldn't have to market myself and yada, yada, yada. But honestly, like, I think that most entrepreneurs, especially ones who've been in the online industry since like pre-COVID are like, I would not at all be employable. Like I would ask too many questions about why you're making me do these stupid things. Yeah. I would leave early because I was done with my work and still expect my full paycheck. Like it just would not work. Exactly. <laughs> I think I would uh yeah. I I think it's funny because I was in the military for 11 years and people are like, "Well, how did you get let them tell you what to do the entire time?" I could never do that. I was like, "I didn't." Like I was the one that was like, "I'm not going to do this. This is dumb. I'm going to go do what I want." And I would get in trouble a lot, but like to your point, I was really good at what I did and just cuz I did it faster didn't mean that I need to sit here for 15 hours. I'm going to yeah. go do something else. My work is done. It's great. It's very efficient. I'm out. I'm not sitting here and wasting time. Yes. Yes. I love that. I wondered that too. Um, so I'm <laughs> glad you said that. I was like, how did she do that? Because like the two don't typically correspond where you're like yeah. in the military, but you're also entrepreneurial. That's that normally would butt heads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just the rebel. I was like, no, right. I'm not. Gonna. I would get in trouble a lot. They'd be like, excuse me, airman, you need to sit down. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to leave. Or I would try and automate everything because I'm, I'm like, this is dumb. I'm going to, this yeah. is wasting time. I don't know how many times I took an Excel spreadsheet, like basic Excel and was like, how do I make this do the thing that you want me to do every week? Because I'm not going to sit here and plug in all these numbers. Oh, that's one of my favorite things is like, how can I make this data go faster? Yes. <laughs> and automate the input of the data so I can just look at it, not input yeah. it. Yes. So... I asked you to take a spiritual gift quiz. Yep. And you got prophecy. So yeah. <laughs> tell me, were you surprised by that? How did you feel? Was it weird? 
I was very surprised and it was a little like, this is right. <laughs> Are you sure? But then like when I read it and thought about it, I was like, okay, in this season of life that I've been in the last few years, this makes a lot of sense. Because there's definitely been multiple times where like, I feel like I'm very in tune to like what God is telling me and what we should do based on, well, two things. One, I used to suffer from like crippling anxiety yeah, and I never wanted to get on medicine for it. So I used my faith to heal it. It's not perfect, but it's a lot better than, you know, I'm, I'm not against medicine. I should say that I try to go holistic first. And in this instance, I didn't want to get on something that would alter uh, my mental Brain. state of any kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to like fully heal my anxiety uh, through my faith. And I think because of that, I was more in tune with when something was what God wanted because I was at peace and yes. like normally wouldn't be at peace with a decision frequently. Like I was always in a state of anxiety. In the last few years, there's many times where I was very much at peace. Like during COVID, you know, my husband works in people's homes and he couldn't. And we had just had a baby. I had a newborn baby two weeks before the world shut down. My husband couldn't work for five months. We both owned businesses. And he was like, I think I should go get a job and this and that. And I was like, I don't. I said the finances somehow have worked for the last five months. We don't understand it. We just know it was God, like taking care yes. of everything. And um he got back to work that year. He's like, I really think I should go get a job. This was his third year in business. He hadn't, you know, made a lot yet because he was, he's in the local business space. So he had to get his name out there. Mm-hmm. And I said, just trust me, please just give it the rest of this year. I said, just, that's all I ask you. I said, at this point, you only have seven months left of the year. Please just give it the rest of this year. I have so much peace about you doing that. And he, he did, he's like, okay. I'll, I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And he passed six figures that year in his business. And we paid off $30,000 in debt. Um, like we had all these things happen. And I was like, if you would have went and got a job, that no. wouldn't have happened. Nope. <laughs> and I was like, God told us to be faithful. And like, we were, we, we just listened. And, um, and that's just like one example that I found where like, I can tell he's like, okay, like this is, this is the decision. Like I want you to make, like, this is what I'm telling you to do because there's just so much peace about it. But I don't think that I would have had that had I not had the anxiety and like healed myself from it because I wouldn't have known what that peace really felt like in making a decision. Right. Because those, those fruit of the spirit, like the peace that you felt is like, those are real things that God uses to help us on our direction. And Mm -hmm. the devil is just there to kill steal and destroy so he was like stealing your peace and so when you knew you felt that peace you were like that's god we're yep. following that we're following those fruits we're going to keep going after that and i love that yeah and the gift of prophecy is also like like exposing sin in a way that you can see right and wrong very plainly and you're like mm-hmm. i'm not going to compromise these things and i'm going to speak out on evil that i see And even in like business being like, I'm going to speak out on these, like, you know, those like unethical marketing stances or whatever it is and being like, that is wrong. I'm not going to do that. And then also really just hearing from God and knowing 
knowing God is there and being able to help people like your husband. That was, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel it's... like people with anxiety and depression are very sensitive to spiritual warfare. Oh. So you being able to like heal it and see the evil is very good. Yeah. And like I said, what's crazy is until a few years ago, it was very much like it wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember I went to a woman's conference and it was the first time I'd ever been to one. And I was battling, again, career decisions that I wasn't sure what to do. And I had a lot of uneasiness about all of it. What to do with my business. I had a great client that I was considering stepping away from to help my husband in his business, but that would be a huge financial cut um, for our family and like all those types of things. And I remember how much anxiety I had that weekend. And like, I, I visibly saw the devil in my bedroom attacking me. Like he was trying to, you know, attack like me spiritually. And like the song, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it was a worship song we were singing all weekend. The thing just repeating over and over. And I had so much peace, even though I could clearly see the devil and people are like there's no way you actually saw I'm like no I did like yeah. I don't know how else to describe it other than yeah. like he was there he was trying to like get in the way of everything God was working through me that weekend and I ended up making the decision to step away from that client's business and she ironically like before I told her that she told me she was shutting her business down temporarily and I was like what there are the odds what are yeah. the odds like <laughs> couldn't be any more clear (laughs) some people well even me like before I was like a believer would be like oh that's just a coincidence I no longer believe in coincidences I don't believe in good luck it's like God's perfect design and the way that he engineers things is just like bar not like literally like un like there's no words like (laughs) yes that's exactly right like, especially when you see how so many things line up and you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, that was not yeah. coincidence. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there. Yeah, no, not at all. So what's one thing that you learned on this, this entire journey of like business and life in the last few years that makes you unstoppable that you're like. Even if it's, it could be like one thing or like a period of things or like, I don't know. What's your tip? I think the biggest thing is it's kind of twofold. So part of it is like personal and part of it's like business related, but the, the one they go together, I should say, like a lot of it falls down to having faith in yourself and in God. Because if I wouldn't have had faith in him in everything that I've done, we wouldn't have made half the decisions we did. Who knows if we ever would have even traveled full time and like moved. And even in moving, like we had, we didn't want to start having kids until I was 30. I I literally just turned 30 recently. And I have four. (laughs) Yeah. So like once we we got pregnant with our first, when I was 25, I was like, okay, like, let's just knock them out. I don't want to wait five years to have another kid. Like that's to us just didn't make sense. And so even through like that changing and everything that we've been through, like, I just see 
how much God has taken care of us when we have that faith. And when our faith was maybe weary or we weren't doing the things we should be doing, like tithing consistently or this or that, like I can directly see those correlations Mm -hmm. in our finances, in our peace, in our relationships, in all the things. And so the number one thing I've had over the last, especially six years that has like fueled myself and my business and even my husband's business is that faith that everything will be okay. And like in 2020, it wasn't just like the world shutting down. We had like, I like 15 things go wrong and huge expenses come up. And like at the end of the year, we still came out ahead and it's because we had faith. And even this year has been a really hard year for our family for multiple reasons. I had a really rough pregnancy. I lost clients. The economy, of course, has been weird. You know, the world is weird. And we're ending the year on such a good note so far. And we still have two months left. Like there's so much good that has come. But I, like I said, there, there's just like, I had so much faith throughout all of it. Like, it's fine. Like our water pipe burst and our hot water heater went out within 48 hours of each other when I was oh nine months pregnant. Gosh, and I was what? like, what is going on? And our well pump went out and we didn't know it had gone out because of like, we hadn't used it because we oh don't use it for our house. It's just irrigation. And then like, we had to replace something else. I mean, the amount of things we've had to replace this year too has been like you gotta be kidding me but like somehow we always have the money to do it or the job comes up to help with it or you know when something happens and we're frustrated we're like well obviously that door closed for a reason now I see that and it's, it's all through the faith and like I genuinely wouldn't feel as like bold and to like go out and take action on things if it wasn't for the faith that I've got in God and in myself to trust that it is God. And when it is God, that makes sense. Yeah. I think sometimes there's like a fine line of being like, not like making myself my own God, but like knowing that through God, I can do these things and like being perfectly okay with like, no, God made me to be this systems genius, like that I am. And I got this because God got me, you know what I mean? It's not like, Mm -hmm. I am so smart. I can do this all by myself and I don't need anything else, but no, but yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like a weird, weird phrasing. I don't know, but yeah. No, the way you said it made it sound like, like, it's like, I know I can do these things through like God's working them through me. Like these are the gifts he gave me. So how can I take these and, and share them to other people yes. and bless other people with them? And like, for me, it's through systems and organization and those things. Like, that's what I'm good at. So how can I just gift that to other people, so to say? Um, versus, like, my husband is not that way. He's very, like, uh, he has a very high emotional IQ. And so he does a really good job of reading people and, like, understanding the situations. That's why he does so good with, like, marketing and sales, in my opinion, at least. And um, I don't have that same gift. That's why I don't do a lot of marketing and sales in front of people because like that's not my job, right like it's just it's cool to see the different things we're all good at and how we can channel those and like use our gifts that god gave us yes because we're all like uniquely made and like some of us are hands and some of us are feet and we we're all supposed to be doing this work together symbionically yes, yes. What is your favorite Bible verse and why? Yes. So 
My favorite Bible verse is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, mm, I know the plans I have for you, you know, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. I've loved that Bible verse since high school. And I didn't, I, I just was like, no, I like, you know, this really sticks to me, but I didn't like have like a meaning behind it. But the last six years, like I said, we have been on such a roller coaster, which I feel like that's life anyways, but truly like the way that I'm like, okay, God, is this your plan or is this my plan? Is this, should this door be opened or closed? Like nothing relates more to that verse than like our last five, six years of our life. And because of that, I'm like, man, this like, this is like what I've experienced. This is how I truly am like how do I know? God, you tell me. And that's how I know it's your plan. And that's why I like love you're it. Like legit living your life through that verse. It's not just like a verse that's cute. And you, just, you know, some people just get tattoos of things. This is yeah. like, no, this is how I'm living my life. Like, is this you God? I love that you said that because some people don't, or they will think about it. Kind of like you said earlier. And like, in this section of my life, I can ask God to help me with like my parenting, but I can't ask him for like, my relationship with my husband, but really, why aren't you asking God for everything, your business, the next offer you make, the next pitch you do, like Mm -hmm. everything. It should be all of the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that was like a light bulb for me when I realized I can take everything to him. And it's like, I knew it, but like, I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But our pastor had been going through a, a series on like giving and being like generous and not just like tithing, but like just across the board, like how are you utilizing like those things? And it made me realize like all the different things we can give. It's not just money. Like we can give time and we can give of our resources, like all of it. And it all related back to like, oh, okay, I get it. Like it all comes back to your plan and like these things all sync up. And like, I don't know, it's just like this thing that like once it clicks, it's like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of those verses in the Bible, I feel like that. I'm like, like I'll read them. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And then I'll like get it. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's go do that. Yes. <laughs> so um, tell me about what you have. I know you've got a bundle and tell me about a freebie that you have that, that mm-hmm. my guests could use and how you could help them. Most of my my listeners are in business and they've been in business for a couple of years. They're mostly post-pandemicers, but they're like six-figure owners. So what can you help them? Yeah. So right now I have like a masterclass I put together and it's like a super high-level walkthrough on how you can go through like an onboarding, offboarding series with your clients. And then also like what other automations you can put both in your business and your personal life. So I talk a little bit about how we can systematize our lives as well as our businesses, because really they there has to be some uh, symmetry there. Otherwise, it's all chaos in one or the other. Um, but I'm also in the middle of creating a mini course that dives deep into why you should have systems and how to like develop them at five different phases of my framework that I'm developing. And so that I think will be really cool because it, it'll it give people more tactical takeaways that they can immediately implement in their business versus like the surface level of 
okay, this is kind of how you do it. But this is like, this is the actual how on you could go start doing it right now in your business to give you some systems and some automations so that you're saving time in your life and not, you know, monotonously adding people to your email list or copying contacts over from a, a spreadsheet, all that kind of stuff. I uh, love that because, I mean, we're both moms, right? I'm homeschooling. You're about to start homeschooling. And like, I need, I need more time. Like time is not what I have, but I also have this deep desire to keep growing my business. So mm-hmm. with your, with your masterclass, I think that'll be really good. So I can understand not only what I need to systemize, but like how I can do both symbiotically in my yep. life and in my business and keep everything running like the well-oiled machine that life needs to be. Yeah. The systems and routines are key. Um, and doing that, but understanding how to do them for yourself. Right. And that's what I walk through is like how you figure it out for you and like what questions to ask yourself to figure out the the things that you need to systematize and the ways to do it. Kind of like I mentioned earlier, you know, like we we leverage Slack as a PM tool because that's what worked for her and her business. And it might have to change if we bring more people on the team. And But your system should always be evolving with your business anyways. Right. Um, but even with motherhood, I keep routines and systems. And believe it or not, kids love routine and systems because they know what to expect, which makes it easier, in quotations, <laughs> to go through daily life. Because we all know that that's, you know, somewhat far-fetched. But it is easier in general. Yes. It's less battles when they know what to expect, I should say. <laughs> you know, after dinners, bath time, books, Bible, bed, done. Yep. <laughs> and if I forget one, they're like, Mom, what about this? Oh, like, oh yes. yeah. Let's get out they... that other book. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anytime we have a babysitter, I'm like, just ask the kids what to do for bedtime. Yeah. Like, they we're not here. Them. Just ask them. They'll know. And they do. They go through the whole routine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the podcast. I will have the link to your freebie in the notes below. This was wonderful. I am so excited for everything you're doing in business. And yeah, you're a rock star. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was so good. So I know that you know somebody that also needs to hear that. So share this episode. Leave a review. And I would love if you could watch my free workshop at JeanettePeterson.com slash missing piece. I'll see you guys over on the grams at Jeanette.Peterson. Bye.